back to the Keep Your Torch Lit Podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Sam. I'm, well, I'm Jeff. <laughs> oh, and sorry. We are the big I'm wigs. sorry. I just wanted to talk first because I kind of am the epitome of white male privilege. So I just felt like I should have gotten my voice out there. So <laughs> sorry about that, guys. Epitome of white male privilege. Is, is the word white in the title? Is it white male or, privilege or just or male it, privilege? That was good, Jack. Is it just male privilege? I don't know. I think it's just male privilege. Yeah. So I, mean, I just added the white in there. <laughs> I mean, I you know, like might, as well, might as well toss the yeah. white in there, you know. It still works. <laughs> it, de- it still works. It's even more accurate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And that was just such a great exchange between Aliza and Brady. Kind of like these two, like, in, in my opinion, at this point in the game, the two biggest threats, like, slash, like, best players left at this point like and seeing them basically just like i don't know brady, yeah. brady talk about how big of a threat he is and lisa talk about how overrated he is is just so funny i feel like they're definitely the two heads of their two sides like you know she's kind of the head Aliza's trying kind of the head of the sabu sabus plus will and then brady is very much kind of like the head of um Tafiti plus aaron yeah. Yeah, it's like the head honchos. Mm-hmm. The big legs, you could say. No, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I think it's so great that this the narrative of the season really has been like Tafiti versus Sabu Sabu since the very beginning, and like Brady and Elisa kind of have seemed like figureheads for their, both of their sides since the beginning too. Like they both were the ones that found the idol. Like they both have kind of had this like hero kind of edit. So, like, I love that it kind of, like, culminated in this, like, really dramatic tribal where, like, Brady had his immunity stolen away from him. They put votes on Brady, and then the idols play for Brady yeah. and Lisa went. Like, you know, it, it, I feel like it definitely, like, culminated well kind of in this, like, I don't know, power struggle between Brady and Lisa. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's interesting that... Aaron was kind of like the one in the middle of all of this again, and that she, you know, ended up going fully with Brady after playing both sides. I think that was probably like the most most said phrase this entire episode, like, "Oh, playing both sides." Is she playing both sides? I think she's playing both sides. You know. Oh uh, yeah, Aaron played it very very well. Mm-hmm. Like, this is definitely like the most power Aaron has been in for the entire game, and I feel like the way she used her idol basically it was basically genius in that she saved brady who is her number one ally you know we can debate whether or not like some people are like oh well brady's the biggest threat why didn't you let him get voted off it's like well aaron solidified herself in a four-person alliance within seven Mm -hmm. and was able to like use her idol for a big move versus like being the fifth person I feel like there have been a lot of good idol plays this season. Yeah, I think yeah. probably more successful idol plays than in one and two combined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one and two had a lot of like idol misplays. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this was a big one. Eliza's where Sarah went home was a big one. Mm-hmm. Eliza, oh, what else was there? Ben, I guess he kind of needed to play his idol. Mm-hmm. Brady kind of wasted his idol, but you know it's a good track record, three for four. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I guess we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're talking about idols and all that, all that jazz. Let's kind of start at the beginning. Um, so we get into this episode and both of the Emily's are gone. Sad. We started with three and now we're down to zero. Wow. Reminds me of that one video or that like one like meme. I think it was made of Jack after Sarah A was voted off. And he was like, hey, you don't have to say Sarah A anymore. But do you, yeah. guys, do you know what? Now you don't have to say Emily anymore. Wh- True. Who has the better average, the Sarahs or the Emily's? Ooh. I feel like it's close. I think that because there's been three Sarahs and three Emilys. Right? Oh, yeah, you're right. But... Shoot. So Sarahs have. Although I think Emilys have it. Yeah, because, Emily... because Sarah was first. Boob. Yeah, but you were four, so like that kind of average. Oh, that's it true. Out. What did Emily? Sarah minutes. And what was minutes? Got... Fourteen. Fourteen. So every three, so yeah, average yeah, of twelve. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's probably Emily. Average of twelve, but oh, the Emilys oh. got seventeen plus. 10 plus 9. They're exactly the same. Whoa. Wait, no way. Yeah, they both average to exactly Seriously? 12th place. The Emily's and, and the Sarah's. No way. That's, That's hilarious. That's funny. Right, we need Survivor Sarah versus Emily's. To... <laughs> Sarah versus Emily's. Everyone's just going to get 12th place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, guess wow. 12th place. I guess that seems like a decently, like, evenly matched, like, Sarah Z, Sarah Gallagher, and Sarah Menace versus Emily Bachwick, Emily Paddock, and Emily Levy. Like, I feel like you have a good, it's pretty evenly matched, like, both sides of people that, like, are pretty strategic. Like, it seems, I, I think it, it'd be, like, decently balanced. That's kind of, that's funny, though. Huh. I'll take the Sarahs. I would definitely, I would probably, I would, I would definitely <laughs> take the Sarah, just given that, like, the averages average out to 12, but you're the only person that came close to winning out yeah. of all the Emily's and Sarah's. But. All right. You're just saying that because I'm here. I mean, at the <laughs> same time, like no one else came close to dominating a season out of all the Emily's and Sarah's. Yeah. Even though like. Oh, who knows? Paddock might have if it weren't for the Ben Bomb. That's true. Paddock was looking very good up until the Ben Bomb. Mm-hmm. But anyways. So we, we've we've settled the Sarah versus Emily debate, the, the great debate, the great <laughs> debate of the century. Um, for now, maybe we'll have are another there, Emily or Sarah in the future. Who knows? Are there any other? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah, who? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't who? know. You have to watch and find out. <laughs> I feel like Will definitely slid into this like. Will basically just kind of replacing Emily B in this like Sabu Sabu alliance. Which I feel like, <laughs> I feel like it's like one of the things I'll give credit to Will for is that he is always able to kind of like, I don't know, he's able to pivot and just kind of like come up with a new plan if he needs to. He's very flexible, you know. Like Emily B, Emily P was like his main person the whole game. Before that, it was Ben, and like he kind of was able to just like cut them loose when he needed to and just like find somebody else to kind of like be his closest ally and i was kind of like all right well goodbye to emily p like now i'm with savu savu and i just gonna like kind of squeeze my way into their alliance so i feel like mm-hmm. i feel like the sides definitely make sense um it's funny that like this two sides are exactly what the two demers tribes are but huh. 
because you know that's the way that like they're both there were two four one votes on either side and the one person was just like voted off i don't know i i honestly i still don't completely understand why sabu sabu was so sure that aaron was with them like i guess it makes sense like given that like she was always with them in the past but like she just voted off emily b at the tribal council before this like i i guess like i don't know and devon had like explicit knowledge that aaron was definitely not with them and was lying to them about her idol but i guess like i'm i definitely think that sabu sabu this is like if you could say their their first big mistake was like the demerge i would say their second biggest mistake was like this vote and the amount of information they gave to aaron yeah Definitely Aaron's give... still. Go ahead. Aaron still really intrigues me as a player because her power dynamics just keep shifting. Yeah. Yeah. One moment, I feel I have somebody like in the comments say this, but it's just like one moment she's like the underdog, like scraping by, and the next she's like a complete like overdog goes with like some of the most powerful people in the game and just like goes right in there and just is like fits yeah. in like a glove. Like I don't know how she's able to do that so easily. I really it's think, really fun to yeah. watch. I really think that the uh, alliance she settled in is like the perfect alliance for her. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Why? she, I mean, like Brady. It just felt so natural that like she had kind of been like wrong before by like this Tormenta Savu Savu group. I guess not as much Savu Savus, but like obviously, like she has some hard feelings with Will still. Whereas on the other side, she has Brady, who's never really done any wrong to her. Cassie, who, like, told her, like, hey, grab this buff. Like, I believe in Mm you. Um, And Dylan, who, like, we saw them have a conversation. They seem to be, like, getting along pretty well. And then, like, so it just seems like it makes so much sense why, like, she ends up going with that side. You know, like, and I I don't know. As much as I said earlier that it was a really bad move for, like, Will and Sabu Sabu to, like, trust Aaron, I definitely give a lot of credit to Aaron for, like, how well she was able to convince them she was on their side, given, like, you know, they all knew she was in the middle, but they still thought she was definitely going to side with them, like, enough to to tell her the entire plan. So, like, I feel like Aaron definitely, like, she kind of, like, has been in a rough spot for a lot of the game, but she finally, like, had an opportunity to, like, make some moves, and I feel like she really, like, took full advantage of it. Oh, yeah. And she did a great job. Yeah. Let's talk about the twist of this episode. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. I really like this one. This is one of my favorite ones. Whose idea was it? Because I love the prisoner's dilemma theme in general. This was uh, me and Matthew Israel. Matthew Israel came up with most. He came up with most of the twists. Matt was just like an econ class. (laughs) Learning about the prisoner's Mm -hmm. dilemma. And he's always trying to relate to Survivor. But it was a good one. It was really great. I remember that... So the way that, like... I remember I was talking about this twist. It was, like, the summer before. And he was like, I really want to do, like, this, like... Prisoner's Dilemma thing at Final Eight. And originally, it was going to be, like... Um... I think just, like, randomly choosing pairs. And then I think that the... I, I, only, I contributed, like, a super small part of it. Like, obviously, the Prisoner's Dilemma was, like, the most entertaining part. And, like, the whole part of it. I think that the part where it was my idea was that we were going to have the players like pick who they wanted to be partners with. That way it could kind of expose like who was working with who. 
And I feel like that part kind of worked out and that like all the pairs seem to be people that like were already kind of pairs like mm-hmm. Will and Elisa, like Austin and Devin. And then it was like Aaron and Cassie, Dylan and Brady. Yeah. Well, and like didn't Aaron pick Brady first? Yeah. And, and Aaron like yeah. put Brady's name first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And kind of like exposed like that whole thing. Yeah, I feel like that should have been a big warning sign for South I mean, it was. They were all, like, I know, I think Will had a confession about it, but I feel like after that, I don't know how you keep trusting her going forward for the rest of the episode, but I don't know. Yeah, because Will put Aaron. He put Aaron mm-hmm. first because he was like, you know, they had their little partnership. Like, I'll promise not to write your name down. You promise not to write me my name down. Like, I just feel like they really just so badly wanted to, like, believe Aaron was with them because they felt so guilty because of like the Ben bomb that I feel like they were just willing to give her the benefit of the doubt. And she really like to her credit, like took advantage of like how trusting they were and used that to her advantage. But anyways, the twist. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, what do you guys think about it? The whole game theory thing was so cool. It's always tough. Like it's because it's always tough because somebody always gets greedy, or you're scared that the other person will, and then you'll be like screwed. Isn't that the point that you should always steal? Like, isn't that kind of like the yeah, like you should, but then at the back of your mind, it's like you don't know if you can trust this person. Mm -hmm. Because like if you follow through and and they don't, they benefit more. It's just like tough. Yeah. So you so you got to do it. So you got to (laughs) steal. It's either, like, you don't steal and the other person steals. You just have to, like, assume the other person steals. It's, like, at least I get the chance of getting two things, you know? I I feel like the thing, at the same time, though, like, Aaron's argument for why they should both stay made so much sense. Where she was saying, look, I have an idol. Mm -hmm. If you two both have immunity and they all vote for Cassie, all four of us are immune and there's a zero. And then that may, and rocks. So none of them would go home guaranteed versus if one of them stole, then all of a sudden, like in a rock situation, one of them is vulnerable. So like as a four, it makes sense. It makes, I think more sense to stay because your whole four is guaranteed immunity and rocks. So for that reason, it definitely makes way more sense. Like for an Alliance standpoint, the thing is like Dylan just like actually wanted Brady out. So (laughs) kind of messed mess it all up yeah also it could be bad for your reputation to do the stealing because then it's like she this person's kind of snaky yeah but i don't know you're safe for two rounds what they're gonna do about it that's true (laughs) like they might i feel like so much drama is gonna come up between that time that they're gonna forget it anyways yeah it's gonna be something new i definitely feel like even though it might put a target in your back, like if it was someone like Aliza or Brady, I feel like it'd be a bad move to steal. But for somebody like Dylan, who like, I feel like he kind of needs that. He like he maybe he needs people to think he's sneaky because like right oh, now people right. don't really think he's doing anything. Yeah, because there are people where at this point in the game, it's like I kind of have to make some moves that are flashy. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah, like exactly. writing a resume. Yeah, like you can't be under the radar the whole game. Yeah. Well, like, remember we saw, I think it was, like, some FaceTime between all the Sabu Sabus in the episode, and, like, 
Aliza and like Austin and Devin were all like, if Dylan, if Dylan stole, like I'd respect his game so much, like blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So like, I I definitely feel like for Dylan, it was, even if it eroded trust of his alliance, like Brady kind of needs him anyways, you know? So I feel like it was, I think it was a smart move for Dylan to do. Yeah, if it was someone like Will, though, it might have been bad. Yeah, ex- exactly. It's I like, think, yeah. yeah. It's all about the reputation mm-hmm. going in. I agree. Like, like Devin, Devin yeah. or Cassie, like, if they would have stole, it probably wouldn't have been, like, good for them. Because, like, yeah. at this point, like, Devin, Dylan, and Cassie seem to be the people that, like, are kind of, like, everyone in the game kind of thinks they did the least so far. So I feel like all of them kind of need some resume points. Yeah. Also, what do you guys think about that balloon pop about that challenge? Oh, I've I wanted to like I literally just want to play that as a game. Like, that just <laughs> looks so fun. It does. All right, next time we're all together, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> you got to think of a way to make it into a drinking game. Yeah. <laughs> it just like because I used to play the Mario Kart game where you have like the oh buttons. Yeah. yeah, and it reminds me of that. Yes. Oh. Yeah, so you just tie like three balloons to yourself, and every time one yeah. gets pop, you take a shot or something. <laughs> oh, we, we we could think of some good games with that. Yeah, the balloon stomp. It, I remember being like really afraid at the time that like people would hear balloons popping and like think that they were like <laughs> yeah, gunshots. Like gunshots. Yeah. Yikes! <laughs> Honestly, yeah. No, that actually happened. Like. A year later at University yeah, I remember Michigan. that. I think we yeah, that was when we were seniors, Jack. Like mm-hmm. that same on St. Patty's Day. Yeah. I don't know if you do you remember, in... did you hear about this, Sarah? Yeah, I was with Mitch and Leia and Cooper at the time. You're in, you're you're in, in like, Chicago. Chicago. Okay, yeah, yeah. We were together when we got the notification. Yeah, it was in like Mason Hall, right? They're <laughs> like outside Mason Hall, yeah. yeah. So there was like basically like some girls that like had balloons that i don't know why they were popping balloons but they were popping balloons on a diag at michigan on saint patrick's day and then like somebody thought that they were gunshots and it ended up like turning into this big thing where there's like everyone in the whole university thought there's an active shooter on campus like everything got shut down everyone yeah. like went on lockdown for a few hours and they were like rumors trouble? flying around i don't remember they got in like, trouble. Technically they weren't doing anything wrong. I, I feel like... There, weren't there, like, texts going around of, like, oh, the shooter's, like, headed towards the Diag now? Yeah. yeah we we yeah, get, like, like, notifications. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> it's some random dude walking around in a trench coat. So I'm glad that that didn't happen to us. That would have been yeah. very bad. Bad press for this, Survivor Michigan. It would have been very bad press <laughs> for Survivor Michigan. But any press is good press. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> the university would probably shut us down if that happened. <laughs> like, I don't know uh, if there'd be an end to the season. That yeah. Yeah. You you never know. You never know. It would have been interesting. <laughs> but um so Brady and Dylan win. Surprise, surprise. Whoa. Brady's second Wait, in a row. Wait, how did they pick row. the pairs again? So, this is the thing that, like, was my idea. Where basically, everyone had a piece of paper. And then you were supposed to, like, write down the name of the person you wanted to be your partner. And then, oh. one by one, we made them reveal who they wrote down their paper. 
And if you and somebody else chose each other, yeah, yeah. you were partners. And I then like, like and then it kept going until like everybody had a partner. So like there were a lot of people in the first round who like didn't have a partner. Like they chose somebody and that person didn't choose them, which is a little bit of drama. So of, like, sad. Oh, like I want to be a partner with this person, but they want to be somebody else. I feel like it hopefully gets people thinking too about like, hey, is that like indicative of my position within the game that like my closest person has somebody else as their closest person? You know, kind of get them thinking about that stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah. let's say let's say it's final eight of season two. And I this was happens. just about to ask yeah. the yeah. question, what do you Jack. Guys... Oh. <laughs> well, so did you? Do, do we know the challenge before we pick? No, they didn't know the challenge. Yeah, so we're keeping that rule because that changes. I would I would say that um... yeah, no challenge. Uh, I would probably. They weren't, I would pick stra- Maggie. they weren't allowed to strategize. That's the thing. I would just pick Maggie. Yeah, I probably would have picked Jack. But I could see a world where Jack and Maggie are together and me and Sarah are together, too. Yeah, like, I wouldn't have picked Mike. Yeah, I I no, exactly. Maggie, I wouldn't have picked Lucy. Maggie could be pretty, yeah. I feel like Mike and Mallory are partners. Lucy and Nick are partners. And then either, like, Sarah and Maggie, Sam and Jack, or, like, me and Sarah, Jack and Maggie. You would pick Maggie to, like... No, I feel like Maggie's good at challenges. Yeah, she is. I mean, yeah. She won that food challenge. Like, I just feel like me and her are a good duo. (laughs) That would have been great. Yeah. I feel like at that time, we would have definitely been, like, concerned about, like, we we want Maggie to feel, like, included. So we probably would have all chosen... We probably would have all wrote down Maggie's name. (laughs) <laughs> I could see that that's the thing I like about this twist too is that you're not allowed to strategize with people so like right. you just had to write it down and just hope that you're right basically but anyways uh, Dylan and Brady chose each other I think because they wanted to like they both thought each other were like the best physical person and they wanted like to have a high chance of winning which obviously yeah. ended up working out well for them yeah Dylan's definitely seems to be like pretty aware of like Brady's game like he has this like pretty a big confessional where he's talking about how like Brady is kind of just like has all these social connections and how Dylan's tired of Brady's connections and Brady kind of like watching everything that's happening and how like Brady had this whole thing where he told Will he was going to steal but then he told Dylan like don't worry I'm actually going to stay I just want to like make Will paranoid yeah. Like, it seems like Brady is maybe doing a little bit too much there, and it definitely, like, sketches Dylan out a little bit. Dylan seems to be pretty easily sketched out. Like, he thinks that everybody's <laughs> sketchy. I feel like that's the good way to be in this game sometimes. I mean, Chloe also thought everyone was sketchy. It's true. Will thought that everybody was sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe Dylan had the case of Will syndrome. Who knows? I mean, yeah. That thing is contagious. There's definitely, there's definitely, like, a healthy amount of paranoia to have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, you don't want to be too content. Yeah. But also, there is, like, a threshold. Like, there's a sweet spot, for sure. Yeah, like, if you're too paranoid. Because being too paranoid is not good, either. Because then, pe- then people just, like, think you're a wild card, and they, like, don't want to tell you anything. Yeah, it's like how having a little bit of nerves before a performance or something is pretty good. 
But you don't want it to, like, consume you. Yeah. And I think also, like, if you can have all those paranoid thoughts, but, like, keep them to yourself or, like, in your confessional. But, like, if you're letting other people know how paranoid you are, then it'll just make them more paranoid. Yeah. It reminds me of, like, that's how I'd always do my, use my producer chat is just, like, just giving all my paranoid, like, rants. But then, like, after I would sort out my thoughts, you know, I would just be, like, okay, never mind. Like, all that stuff was just paranoia. Like, now that I have it typed out into my producer chat, I can see that it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But. Well, I remember for me, like, since the producers weren't, like, supposed to respond or really give you any hints, like, I would get even more paranoid that they weren't responding to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But yeah. I just have or to remind like, myself that they're not supposed to. Or, like, you try to read into, like, they like this message, but not that message. Like, why do they <laughs> like this one? <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, also, like, I want to talk about that Final Four that, like, at Pizza House. Like, I feel like we've referenced this, that Pizza House thing a lot, where, like, Aaron went to Pizza House and paid for dinner for Will mm-hmm. and Devin and Eliza. So they offered Aaron a Final Four basically to, like, replace Austin. So, like, I guess Aaron is basically guaranteed Final Four no matter which side she chooses then. Yeah. Wait. So on one side it's who and the other side is who? So she could go Final Four with Brady, Dylan, and Cassie. Or she could go with Will, Aliza, and Devin. Because they are basically telling her, like, if you go on our side, Austin is number five, you're number four. Yeah, but I guess, like, she doesn't know they're telling the truth. Yeah, I know, exactly. Like, you're basically putting your game into Will's hands again and trusting him. Exactly. Versus on the other side... Like, you have the best, a really good connection with, like, Brady already and with Dylan and Cassie. Yeah, so I feel like it's pretty obvious what the better choice is for Aaron. She definitely chose that, like, because at the same time, too, like, Aliza was very clearly, like, Will's number one, Devin's number one, and Austin's number one. Like, all of them are super tight with Aliza. Like, yeah, it just seems to me, like, even if I put myself in that situation, um, Cassie, Dylan, and who was the third one? Devin. They just seem less Brady, or Brady, Brady sorry. Yeah. Um Cassie, Brady, and Dylan just seem less chaotic. Yeah. Oh like, absolutely. Except for like Dylan's feeling. But up until now he has not yeah. been chaotic at all. Exactly. He's been like the most drama free person. Also, Devin and Dylan, I really liked the way that they were kind of, like, they played this week as far as just, like, letting all the information come to them. And then they kind of came together and just, like, combined all of it and pretty much understood, like, everything that was going on. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like their alliance is really starting to pay off, like, in this stage of the game of seeing, like, they're on two separate sides. And they both trust each other enough to tell each other pretty much all the information and it ended up, like, neither of them are interested in screwing the other person over. Like, I feel like it's just working really well. Yeah. And also, like, to Aaron, I feel like Cassie and 
Cassie kind of seems like a goat probably to her. And then like Dylan, I guess Brady is the big threat in that bunch. But Whereas I, on the yeah. other side, I don't know. Even I'm then, just thinking though, of what yeah. she would think at the time. Yeah, exactly. I think that Aaron at the time, um, and this is this stuff was included in this week's uh, footage. This wasn't included in the episode because there wasn't enough time. But Aaron basically was like, "Yeah, people keep saying that like Brady is the biggest threat, but I honestly think that I would beat Brady in the final two or final three. So like, Aaron seems to really think that she'll be able to beat Brady, and you know, yeah, I mean, she has a strong case. There's evidence, yeah. There's evidence to suggest that, like, you know, Elisa seems to think that Brady's a little bit overrated, and like, De- I think Devin was talking this episode about how like Aaron has a really good story, kind of like starting from the bottom and like finding her footing yeah. and like going through all these really hard trials and like coming out stronger, having this big move at the final eight and solidifying majority. Like, it, I feel like this definitely is kind of building this narrative where if Aaron did get to the end, she'd have a really strong case. So like. I don't falter for, like, thinking that she can go to the final three with Brady and win. No, I mean, honestly, like, she can't please everyone. She has to just pick a side at some point and go with it. And, like, either way, it's goat, so she could fare well against anyone. So she just probably just picked who she liked better at the moment. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, she still has this, like, alliance with Will where they're promising not to vote for each other. So not only is she in a majority for personal alliance, she also has like a good relationship with somebody on the other side. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like that like there's just everything points to this being a really good move for her. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. She talked what? a little bit about um Sabu Sabu and their like blackmailed Dylan. What was that? So basically, um, so the whole plan that Sabu Sabu and Will had was they're going to all vote for Cassie, but if Dylan steals, they're going to vote for Brady. If Brady steals, they're going to vote for Dylan, and if both of them steal, they're going to vote for Brady. So basically... <laughs> That they were telling Dylan, like, look, like your best move is to steal, because if you don't steal and Brady does, we're gonna put votes on you. Versus like, if Brady, if you steal, you're safe no matter what, because if they're both, if if he steals and Brady steals, you know, neither of them are immune. They're voting for Brady. If he steals and Brady stays, they're they're gonna put their votes on Brady. So they're telling Dylan basically that if you steal, it's the best move for you because you're safe. And it's the best move for them because they wanted Brady out. So, like, the way that Aliza was kind of explaining it was, like, it was mutually beneficial if Dylan stole. But the way that Dylan took it was basically, like, as a threat. Like, yeah, yeah. either either you steal or we're going to vote for you kind of thing. It's not always good to blackmail. Because, <laughs> like, you yeah. can find a, like, there's just other people to turn to. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's never a super good tactic, I feel like. It's just kind of insulting. Also, another thing that was kind of funny, I thought was, like, Austin and his, like, pitch to Dylan. This this Austin and Dylan meeting, I, I, like, I don't know why. It just, like, cracked me up. Because they're Honestly, just the two most opposite people. Well, that's, like, the same when he, she, he met with Chloe. Yeah. 
yeah exactly it's just funny it's like the dynamics are funny yeah 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 but um what it was definitely one of the one of the ways that it's definitely a tough moment for austin where dylan asks him so like who do you think you'd be good working with next week like you know if i made a move with you this week would you be willing to work with me next week kind of thing um because you know, if Dylan decides to steal and Brady goes home, you know, he'll be in the minority three. And Austin's response to that was like, oh, I think that next week I'm going to want to vote with, I'm going to want to work with like Will and Eliza and Devin, basically. And Dylan's like, I mean, he's honest. Okay. He's honest. It, I think that it's again, this like, to a fault sometimes. This Sabu Sabu loyalty thing works really, really well for Austin. In the first half of the game, when Sabu Sabu was on the bottom, but yeah. as soon as Sabu Sabu was like either on top or kind of like evenly mashed with another side, it doesn't work as well. That's open to other options, yeah. or so it seems. Like at the Rocks Tribal, like I remember they kept saying over and over, they're like, "Okay, well you're 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 telling us that like you want us to flip, but why should we flip when like you guys are all so close to each other?" You know, like, right. and I feel like it's the same thing as, like, this week, um, where I think it's so hard for Austin to, like, lie to people and be like, oh, yeah, I'll definitely work with you and get rid of, like, whatever, Eliza, even if it's, like, he just wants everyone to know where his loyalties lie, which makes him a really good alliance member to have, but I feel like also makes it tough when you're in a situation where you need people to, like, work with you or when, you know... When you need people to flip to your side, it's tougher to do that. Yeah. This is one of the things with Austin's game where, like, I feel like he was really, really in a good... He was in a pretty good spot, I would say, like, right around the merge. Um, He, he got a steal vote, and they voted off Cassie, and um, he got in the majority. Cassie? Sorry, what did I say? Chloe. Oh, my gosh. Even <laughs> I'm getting them mixed up. They voted out Chloe. I feel like his game has taken a little bit of a step back since, like, Sabu Sabu has kind of been the majority. And he has been less open to, like, kind of working beyond Sabu Sabu. Even yeah, though, maybe he's just, yeah. like... Yeah, sorry. Because he, like... Because in the beginning of the game, a certain strategy worked. But he yeah. needs to be able to, like, adapt and be flexible when things change. And I think that Austin is definitely really straight up, too, with, like... He said multiple times, like, I am the mo- probably the most emotional person in the game. I think he's very straight up with the fact that he's playing this game, like, emotionally, you mm-hmm. know? But I think that he'll be the first person to admit that it's not the best strategic thing to do, but it's just who he is. I don't think he can play it any other way. Yeah, and I don't think he's someone who wants to, like, compromise who he is. Exactly. Um, so I guess we'll see what ends up happening in the future with that, but... You know, Austin's in the final seven. It's something that we definitely would not have been able to predict in the first week of the game oh, where it no. seemed like he was going to go home, you know? Yeah. So he's, he's still drawing off the energy of uh, his his uh, stuffed animal, Wawa. Wawa. Getting that, getting that oh, it was a Webkins, right? It's a, yes, yes, it was a Webkins. Love Webkins. Oh. So right before Tribal Council, it seems like Will and Elisa are a little bit worried that Aaron could 
basically just play the idol on their target. That's where, again, I'm just like, if they have any doubt in their mind that Aaron's going to do that. I know. That's just, I, I don't know why they don't either. I can understand maybe why they like, be. There's a reason you have yeah. that doubt. Yeah. Yeah, you really got to, like, trust your gut, I think, when you have that doubt. Because then you'll later on, you're like, if you had a doubt but didn't act on it and then were voted off, that's just, like, the tough thing, you know? It's the worst, right? Yeah. That's what happened to me. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like in that in that. It did not like, happen to me, but. Yeah, you definitely had a different. I can feel it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like actually it is interesting how, like. Well, I, I know what it's like, though. It's like when I'm taking a test. Yeah. And, like, I had a gut instinct to go with, like, answer B, but I changed it to, like, C. Well, that's what you did. But it was yeah. B. That's what you did in, like, that tiebreaker, kind of. Oh, okay, yeah. I guess I can relate to it somehow. Yeah, where you're just, like, you should have just listened to the gut. Because, you, yeah, you crossed off your answer and changed Great. it, right? But your first one was right. Yeah, sometimes you, you got to trust your first gut instinct. Lisa's first gut instinct was, I don't really trust that Aaron's with us. She tried to tell the other people. And then, like, they kind of didn't. They kind of pushed back. I think mostly it was Will. Um, that really, really distrusted Aaron. And after the Ben bomb and everything that happened, I can understand how, like, they wouldn't really want to screw Aaron over again after all she's been through, but. But it's pretty funny how, like, Will, who's so paranoid all the time, is the yeah, one that, who is, like, trusting That is kind of funny. Situation. That the one time his paranoia is not controlling his decisions is when he's, like, right? he should have been more paranoid. <laughs> Like, he's about to be so paranoid. Oh, yeah. I, I'm excited to see Will after being on the wrong side of the vote. Because we haven't got to see that yet. <laughs> so, I'll just see what his response is. But, um... Oh, Jack might come back. I, I love that, that confessional Will had right before Tribal Council, where he was, like, talking about, like, when someone's about to get voted off, it's like they're a rat that's in a cage. It's slowly filling with water. And they're clawing and trying to get their way out. And then he's just, like, kind of acting like this drowning rat. And it's really, like, this morbid, like, <laughs> thing. It's just really funny to watch. It's just classic Will, yeah. once again. Yeah. Drowning rat. Oh, my God. And that's the thing. Oh, I mean... We, and we see kind of like Aaron and Elisa and Will and all of them, they're hanging out before tribal and Aaron is definitely not with them. But Elisa's not acting like this drowning rat that Will is referencing because like she should be scrambling right now. They should be putting the votes on to like Aaron or they should be lying to Aaron and telling him they're putting their votes somewhere else. I, I really think that was like the main thing they should have done differently. Even even as, I can understand why they didn't because of how like morally it was just hard for them to do to lie to Aaron again. But strategically, yeah. that is what they probably should have done. If they have their four, yeah, they need Aaron to throw her vote somewhere else because she says she wouldn't go to rocks, and she clearly is not going to play her idol for herself. And they should have just kept the votes on Cassie. That's what I think they should have done, but. Hindsight's yeah, 2020. Yeah. I, I really loved, I also loved, I want to know how um, 
dramatic Ian made that like rock reveal. I think he used the same music as he did for like the first rock reveal. But oh my gosh. And yeah, like I remember everyone, all the players were super surprised by Dylan's decision. I think all the producers, we were all surprised too. Because Dylan did not tell any of us he was going to do that. <laughs> yeah, Dylan did not use his producer chat that often. It was pretty much just like scheduling confessions. I want to say there. that we asked him if he was going to steal. And he was very cryptic, like on purpose. He was like, I don't know, you guys will see. You know, it should be a fun one. Like, Yeah, he likes yeah, playing with us. Yeah, I feel like he... Yeah, exactly. Which was, which was funny. Wait, I think, oh, I have his producer chat. Let me see if I can pull it up. Social media? Social media. Oh, is the social media segment going to be reading Dylan's producer chat? Yes, social yes. media, everybody. We are going to read Dylan's producer chat right before this tribal council. And he was very cryptic. <laughs> so here's what he said. So I said, actually, I said something. I said, Leaning towards stealing or playing it safe. Dylan said, based on what I've noticed <laughs> and heard, for this circumstance, stealing is playing it safe. Haven't decided haven't decided Whoa. yet though. And Bree says, Wait, I'm not following. Can you please further clarify how stealing is playing it safe? And then he never said anything else more about stealing after that. So all he said was that stealing is playing it safe. And then he said, he was asking us if he could give his necklace away. So, as you can see, Dylan, Dylan is definitely, he is an enigma. He is an enigma, for sure. We did not understand him at all throughout mm -hmm. the season. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, we would talk, I felt like we would talk in our, in our like, production chats. We'd be like, what is this guy going to do? Like, I don't understand. He, he was so funny, though. It was just funny how he just, we just could not figure out his thought processes. We could not. No, I don't think out. any anyone in this game really has yet either. So, so that's gonna be a fun person to watch. Also, did we ever talk about how Dylan was a Lucy recruit? That's right. That's right. I don't know if we did. Lucy recruited yeah. Dylan. Yeah, she did. She she was like, "Oh my gosh, my friend Dylan," because uh, she would always talk about like Survivor Michigan when she was playing season two to like her friends. And Dylan was someone uh -huh. who was like, oh, I'll do that. So she was like, yeah, you should apply for season three. So mm -hmm. I would love to see. Probably at one of the scrap yes, parties, yes. you know. When, when she was bragging about, you know, how she found her idol and how she could survive on a desert island, you know. And, like, how she beat a frat boy yes. at, at beer pong. Dylan was like, oh. Um... Dylan was like, uh, is there... <laughs> Dylan was like, was I can like, definitely win this thing. Yeah, let me get in there. I would love to see Dylan and Lucy together in a season. I feel like that'd be hilarious. They're just too, they're just <laughs> definitely two like really funny people on screen. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, Aaron tells everybody stick to the plan and they all stick to the plan, which is voting for Dylan. No, sorry, voting for Brady. Wow, sticking to the plan, that's a concept. Yes, what a concept. And they should not have stuck to Aaron's plan. They should have kept their votes on Cassie, but they put their votes onto Brady. Aaron plays her idol, and 
sadly, we yeah. see Aliza go home. This is the second time in two seasons that we've seen a 4-4 split at the final eight with an idol being played on the person. Yeah. With an idol being played on, like, the person who is seen as, like, this biggest threat and then sending somebody else home from the other side. Who is a big threat. Yeah. Wow. So I love how, how we kind of have these fun parallels between season two and season three. Um, wow. Yeah. Poor Lisa. Erin had so much she really power did. that episode. Yeah. She definitely got exactly what she wanted out of it. I mean, right before Tribal, she said she wanted Aliza gone. And she really did kind of cut off the head of the snake. Like, Aliza was the person binding Devin, Will, and Austin together. So I thought that was yeah. a strong move. It's definitely a strong move from Dylan. I think that there was really good gameplay from Dylan, Aaron, and Devin this episode, which is not something we would have predicted in like episode one as like who will be the mm-hmm. people making the big moves like late merge in the season, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The season's not very Not at all. I mean, final seven, <laughs> it looks like it's about anyone's game. We see Aliza exit. It's very sad seeing her go. She's been a fan favorite this whole time and also definitely someone that really loves the game. So let's have Aliza come on as our guest and hear what she has to say. Thanks for joining, Aliza. Really awesome to hear from you. Um, yeah, what have you been favorite. up to in the last few years? How have you been? Um, I've been good. What have I been up to? I've been, let's see, since... Since I gra- so I I get I played season three when I was a senior, so then I graduated that May. Um, I was just like hopping around for a bit, but then I was in the Peace Corps in Ecuador, and that was amazing. Um, but I was evacuated from that obviously because of COVID. So now I, I'm in. I just moved uh, to DC, and that's kind of what I'm up to now. Wow, talk about Ecuador. That's wow. crazy. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Peace Corps is amazing I, I was having a blast I'm bummed that they pulled me out but I'm hoping to go back at some point how long were you there for like was it literally I was, like... on- I was only there for like two and a half months like I had just finished training like I didn't really get the whole Peace Corps experience but um I'm still in their system and they are hoping to send people back eventually so I don't know it's kind of on the oh, back burners for now yeah she basically, she basically like got trained then you're like okay now we'll yeah leave. yeah oh, yeah that's too bad <laughs> yeah they gave us like a taste and then ripped it away oh <laughs> wow it's, it's kind of just like Aliza was taken out before her time in some yeah ways. It, it feels it feels a little bit familiar yeah it's just you know you're just blindsided all of a sudden it's just you know you're you're in such a great spot with all your peace corps training and then you know, out of nowhere, the coronavirus just whips out this idol and plays it on yeah. the whole world. Yeah. And, you know, it, it just, just so surprising, so yeah. sad, mm-hmm. devastating. Yeah, devastating. I kind of think me being idled out of this season, I feel like I think it's because, like, the Survivor gods were like, you idled out somebody else earlier, and now we need to, like, flip it on you to have your karma. Like, I think oh, me man. getting idled out was my karma for idling out Sarah. Mm. That's actually, I didn't even think about that, but like, yeah, that is kind of like, yeah, very, you get what you um, give. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, and both of those tribals too were like pretty, like two of the probably most dramatic tribals other than that Rocks tribal mm-hmm. so far had been like the one where Sarah went home 
And then this one where all this stuff is happening, like you had the stealing of the necklace and then the idols getting played on Brady and then the mm-hmm. shocker, like Lisa votes come in. Like what was like, what were your thoughts during all that? Like, did you suspect at all that Dylan was going oh, to Oh, you're steal? kind of cutting out. Hello? Sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Say it again. Oh, I was just saying, did you expect at all like that Dylan would steal? So this is also, I guess if you're talking about things that I want to address about my memories or whatever, this is one of the things that I want to address is that um, I texted like Dylan about stealing and how I thought it was a good move for him. And I didn't mean it to sound like blackmail. I very much just was like, I think stealing's in your best interest. And also <laughs> yeah. how about me? And so it was kind of like interesting and funny to see that like, like I even like once I saw that episode, I like went through like my, all my texts save on my laptop and I went back to that text and like was like, what I said that really bad, like so bad. Um, so that was kind of interesting. But I thought, you- I thought it was a good move for Dylan to steal. I think like Dylan is like stepping up his game, which we love to see. So I think it was a good move. Do you remember what you said to him exactly? Do you, do you have the, the text? Should I break is it? it? Is it- or is it like, is it really, is it going to take you forever to find it? It'll take me like 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. you should, you should pull it up. But let's, let's see the full picture, the insider info yeah. of what Aliza sent to Dylan. Insider info. Yeah. Let's see. Yes. It's me and Dylan. Go to Dylan. Um, this is so funny. Okay. So I guess I had talked to him on the phone earlier and said that like we were planning on voting for something, something. And so then I texted him and I said, Hi, okay. I checked with people and I wanted to clarify what I said earlier. Straight up, our plan is to vote out Cassie if you and Brady are immune. If Brady steals, we vote out you. If you steal, we vote out Brady. And if you both steal, we vote out Brady. Obviously, that's just what I have heard and I'm not trying to tell you what to do. But this is our plan and I figured it would be good for you to know when making your decision. IDK, if that was rude to... Uh, I don't know if that was rude of me to say, LOL. But I said something different on the phone based on earlier plans. So I wanted to tell you the new truth. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> okay is it blackmail or is it not and then it's after that forward. i admit he... that it's definitely forward. yeah it's definitely forward yeah is that the text that he responded with like that really long paragraph yes. of like... oh my gosh i felt so bad after he said that i was like <laughs> oh my gosh am i a horrible person and i sent back like a whole thing like oh my gosh i'm so sorry like we love you like whatever i can't remember what it was but um i don't know but i guess it came across as jerry pandering i don't know i played that clearly very wrong so that's on me <laughs> sometimes it's just like communication can just be so hard like you might mean one thing but you can't control how somebody else is going to perceive it yeah you know like yeah and that goes to show that you should probably um call instead of text (laughs) but i guess at the same time dylan already had this like impression that you were extremely sneaky from like way earlier in the game but that's the thing also that like i thought was kind of like that was another thing that frustrated me was like, I thought that people thought like, it seemed like people just thought I was sneaky because like I would text somebody and I, it would frustrate me when I would like text somebody and like, I would always tell my Alliance and it was always like fine for them to tell their Alliance, but it painted me as super sneaky. And I was like, I thought this was how you play. Like I don't understand. So I don't know, but I guess people's perception is everything. And I really feel like people just kind of saw you as like the leader of Sabu Sabu after like you just like played out in front to some extent. Mm-hmm. You kind of always just had like that target yeah. of like people are just going to blame things on you. Yeah. Because like Especially they want to put on someone. Especially after like the, the Sarah tribal, I feel like you really kind of stepped into 
I don't know, like Devin is a very quiet guy. Like, mm-hmm. like Austin, you know, he he's he's definitely like you know out there and stuff. But he, like I don't know, he just doesn't have the same like controlling strategic mind or like vibe as you kind of gave off. I guess if that makes mm-hmm. sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I realized that I was like. A fa- like I didn't think like I didn't realize that people perceived me that way as like a face of Sabu Sabu. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, seeing a watch back how that played out. Yeah, I wonder how different it would have been for you if with Crouch still in the game because I feel like Crouch would definitely have like kind of taken on mm-hmm. that kind of leader of Sabu Sabu like role at least like in the perception of other people. So like, yeah, definitely it might, it might have been good for your might have helped you like to. Hide behind him, him as a shield. Yeah. You know? I would say, yeah, I would say he's the epitome of meat shield. He is the crouch. epitome. Yeah. Epitome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he just has so much white male privilege and just, you know. <laughs> but even like his personality, I mean, like, yeah. I feel like he's such a, he's like plays the meat shield card very well, I feel like, yeah. other people. Yeah, how would, I'm curious, like, do you see Andrew in your long-term plans? Like, kind of, if he had not drawn that rock, like, I'm curious um, kind of about you and Andrew's relationship. Because it seemed like he would talk about you guys being close at the time. Yeah, we were close at the time. And I guess it's kind of a hard question because, like, he was voted out and I didn't kind of think about him afterwards. But, like, I'm sure, like, had he made it through, like, definitely. Because I think he was, like, like I was closer to him than I was with Devin. And, like, I, I, like, I would call Andrew sometimes and I feel like, we were close i would say andrew has more like he's great but he definitely has more like chaotic energy than some of the other members of sabu sabu so like it maybe he like like i felt like i was pretty confident at the time and this is clearly wrong about dylan but i i mean about devin sorry but, like i thought that i knew what was going on with most of my ally members and i don't think i would have been able to feel that way about andrew but i was wrong about devin obviously so i don't know <laughs> yeah but you would have like No, go ahead. You go, you go Jack. I was, yeah, just... Yeah, I feel like with Devin, at least... Or, like, you would have known that you couldn't have trusted Crouch, but, like, Devin, you kind of, like... Yeah. We're too trusting of him, yeah. Yeah. That makes that, sense. That alliance between Devin and Dylan totally shocked me. That was so good. <laughs> they played that very well. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, what the... Like, you, you mentioned that thing shocked you. Like, what other things, as you were watching, were, like, a big... Came as, like, the biggest surprise to you? um biggest surprise honestly i feel like emily p like i don't think i realized how like freaking good she was i don't think i realized that but she was like she was really really good (laughs) like i think obviously like she had a big downfall but like earlier in the game the way she like could get information out of people or would position herself like perfectly between people i was really impressed with her also like you were talking a little bit about like your relationship with um andrew i'm kind of curious about like it seems like you had a lot of relationships with like sabu sabu and like will like where do you rank like all those people like at the time you were voted off or even just like for most of the game who were like Mm -hmm. your closest allies because it seems like i I was i never could tell if you were closer with will or with emily b like who was your true number one you know yeah it's honestly such a hard question because like, if I had to pick who I wanted to go to the end with, I would have wanted to go to the end with Sabu Sabu, like, period. Just because I think that would have been a really great way to start the game and end the game. Um, also, like, 
like part of me thought like it would be harder to be, to like win against Will versus winning against maybe some people on Savu Savu. But like so but it's kind of complicated because with Emily B, like I feel like she was definitely like my day one girl. Like I felt like she was somebody who I was very close to the whole time. But then on the other hand, like with Austin, he was someone that I just like knew would never like betray me. Like I like I like there was nobody in the game who I really thought like 100% were good except for Austin. Like mm-hmm. I just like I never thought Austin would betray me. Yeah. What about that? What about the yeah, like, last episode when he like was kind of the one that might have flipped? That's I thought that was so funny. <laughs> that was that was really funny and you can see me like snap yeah. over it. <laughs> but that's the thing is he had called me about that also a couple times during the week. So he might have betrayed Devin, but I, I genuinely don't think he mm-hmm. betrayed me. But I don't know. Maybe he'll be on this podcast and he can tell you. Um, <laughs> but we were pretty tight. And then the difference is with Savu Savu, a lot of like the like day-to-day strategy, like we would meet a couple times a week, but a lot of it was through text. And with Will, it would be like, he would text me 24 seven and we would talk on the phone every day for like hours and such. And so with him, it was like, like we were just like really like, I felt like we were really good friends and I did have like, like a good degree of trust in him, but with him, it's like, he also had other allies. So at times, like I felt like I couldn't trust him as much as I trusted like, like Sabu Sabu who I trusted a lot. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I feel like it kind of like, I was kind of all over the place. Like I think just each relationship was so different. That, like I would have to like I don't know like I maybe talk to Will the most but I feel like my bonds with Savu Savu were the tightest I don't know. Dang, I have a question. So out of like the outwit, outplay, outlast, which one do you think you did the best at? Like, what was your strong suit? Well, um, well, not outlast, <laughs> duh. Um, outplay, outwit. I don't know. Like, what's the difference between outwit and outplay? Not to get like philosophical. I think on isn't you, but... outplay more like challengers and stuff, and outwit okay. is more strategy. Would... Then I'm gonna yeah, go. Yeah, with I feel like that's how Jeff because... tries to say it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I obviously did not last. I feel like I was fine in challenges, but I was like, I never won one, obviously. Um, so I would guess I would go with outwit because a it's the last one left, and b <laughs> because I feel like I was fine with strategy. I feel like. That was the part of the game that I enjoyed the most. Yeah. So, Actually, yeah. where was social fix? I feel like you were a really social player. Um, I feel like that would go into out what? Cause out yeah, what? yeah, I, yeah. I agree with what like Dylan said in his confessional about like when you talked to like people, like it was really important to also like talk to them about their lives and ask them questions. Like I feel like, a it's nice to be friends with people you're spending so much time with, but b I feel like that's like a good social strategy. Yeah. He, like, explained that really well, I think, in his confessional. He yeah. did. Yeah, I definitely felt Mallory like you were someone was that also... was... Sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, Mallory was also really good at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I was going to say, too, that, like, I feel like, Eliza, like, you're really, like, one of the uh, kind of, like, charismatic players that, like, just, like, people were just like, oh, I love Eliza. Which was like something that's really great, I think, in the early parts of the game. It gets like a lot of people on your side, and then like as far when you get to the late stages of the game, that's when all of a sudden like it becomes more of like a crutch, and you get that big target. Like I feel like mm-hmm. it kind of happened to Jack to in, in the mm-hmm. same way. Like you know, like I feel like people that have like really strong social games, like the first half of the game, like can have a, like it can it, it can become like a really hard thing to kind of like. Now, all of a sudden, like, how do you get rid of that target, like, in the second half of the mm-hmm. game that you have, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. 
that was something that I feel like watching Survivor, I never really like understood when people talked about like social threats. I was like, why would you vote for a winner based on like who just like was socially friends with people? But now I guess like like after playing, I can understand kind of more like you're more inclined to vote for somebody that you know better and like who you because you see more of like I don't know. I get it kind of now how like the social game yeah. kind of plays mm-hmm. to Survivor more. Yeah. That makes sense. Hello? Hi. <laughs> oh. Okay. Sorry, my internet's like really bad. So I don't, sometimes I don't know if I like dropped. You're fine. Okay. I don't know if, if you already asked this, but like if you were to play again, would you do anything differently? Like, um, um, yeah. Anything you regretted from this game? I feel like the thing about Survivor is like it. I don't know how would I play differently I'm not sure like I think it's so hard to have like have regrets because I mean obviously you can never like I have regrets that I got voted out and such but it's hard to like regret certain moves because I do feel like based on every situation I was put in I reacted like the best way that I could at the time you Mm -hmm. know like with hindsight I can definitely see where like certain things went wrong but I think like I could never have seen that in the moment. So yeah. I feel like I don't have regrets in that sense because I feel like based on this like the situations I was put in, like I feel like I did the best I could. I don't know. In terms of what I could do differently, like what do you think I should do differently? I don't know. <laughs> no, I think you played a really good Like I'm sure game. there's a lot. Yeah. Like you found an idol early on. You played it well. Day one. <laughs> yeah. That was a good moment. <laughs> I think you made good connections. Like you didn't just stick with your OG. Like you branched out. So you had, like, backup plans, which I thought was really good. Yeah, honestly, sometimes Survivor, yeah. you just need a little bit of luck. Yeah. And there's not much more you can do. I feel like maybe one thing I could have done was, like, not have, like, I, like, I think I kind of got a target on my back from Rocks Week. And then especially the next mm, week with my yeah. idols and such. But it's, like, I feel like I can't, they're, like, that was, like, kind of situational. I feel like there was nothing I could do to have gone. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, like, I didn't have to, like do the whole double idol fake idol situation kind of thing but i feel like even now looking back on it i can enjoy it like yeah like i feel i can look back on it and be kind of proud of it so it's fine that was just such a great tv moment like i don't know i guess like you could have just like played an idol for yourself and let Devin go home but that's like losing a guaranteed number you know like Definitely. I think that like my issue also was like I tried to play most of the game kind of like thinking things through logically and rationally. And I think at that specific vote, like we had like we had just lost Andrew. It was so clear that Sabu Sabu was going to be destroyed. Like I just got swapped into like the worst possible team ever based on like the fact that Tafiti didn't play the past week, like, you know, for rocks. And I was just like, no, like I can't lose anymore. Like I'm, I refuse to like lose my idol and lose Devon. And so like like I think that's why I like I think it was just like an emotional decision too like I just like mm-hmm. wanted to have one win <laughs> yeah wait so how did you um I, I remember you said you accidentally ended up telling Ben the idols were fake like what was the whole deal with that like I, what what happened with that whole thing yeah totally stupidity like when I look back on that night I honestly cringe a little about how much could have gone wrong which is weird because going into it, I was so optimistic. But looking back on it, I'm like, why were you so freaking dumb? But um, I think the reason why we told him is because, like, he came back and talked with it. Talked, and he came to us and he said, I have an idol and I'm playing it. So yours better be real. And I think we just, like, freaked hearing that. Like, that he had an idol and that, like, 
because like kind of we obviously wanted Ben to flip and work with us and then like how do I explain this hold on let's see we wanted Ben to flip and work with us I guess and then like put all the votes on either Sarah and Dylan and that would um give us the majority but like if that didn't happen at least enough votes would be on Ben that Ben would go home and then like there's also the fact that like we didn't have two real idols we only had one real idol and I still didn't I don't even know honestly why we told him like maybe in hopes that he would play it for like I honestly I think it was just like the heat of the moment yeah. was like so stressful and chaotic that like we just weren't straight like thinking as straight as we should have been I was definitely stupid. <laughs> like, I admit that it was very stupid. Oh, and then you almost played the idol for Devin. I was terrified. Like, I oh. you're just like, I'm playing it for Devin. Oh, wait. Yeah, that was a scary moment. Oh. Honestly, I don't think I w- I'm not sure if I would have played it. For- I think at that point, I was pretty sure it was going to be me and saying Devin was just kind of to read the room. Yes, that's and smart. Yeah. So how, how did it feel like you walking out of that tribal? You and Devin are like both still alive. Like, what was that feeling like? That was such, honestly, that whole week, only because it was successful, obviously, but that, I think, is my favorite, like, survivor. Like, when I think that, I'm like, ah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, but what I... When I think back on my Survivor experience, I think that was my favorite moment. And you can even, like, see me in that tribal. Like, I'm putting my arms around Ben, who just voted for me, and I'm, like, so excited. But then I think walking out of it, we were just like, how the heck are we going to survive the next vote? Like, we're totally screwed. And, like, Devin and I went back to my house, and then Emily came over, and we, like, recorded, like, a two-hour confessional of us just, like, screaming and jumping and falling on the ground and, like, having, like, just, like, crazy moments and stuff. And yeah. I feel like it was fun. <laughs> I don't know. Emily, That's when Survivor's fun, you know? Emily mentioned, like, that moment, too, is, like, one of her favorite things. Like, she yeah, like she specifically mentioned, like, you and Devin coming back. Like, you all meeting in someone's dorm or something. And that's how yeah. excited everybody was. Yeah. That was, a, that was a great moment. I'm glad. That's funny that she mentioned that, too. I like that. <laughs> also, I was wondering, so some people in the YouTube comments, like, in this latest episode, were mentioning... Why didn't you guys put your votes on Aaron? And like yeah. thought of that as like a potential like way you guys could have got out of this tribal. Like what do you was that ever considered as like an option? Um, so I'll tell you kind of what was considered, at least what I considered is because I didn't feel totally great about like Aaron this week. Like I thought there was a like when I went to tribal council, I was like, there's fifty fifty chance this goes my way and fifty like in the other fifty it goes the other way. But I think like what and I floated to my alliance, like what if we like if Dylan steals, what if we keep the vote on Cassie, like in case Aaron's not with us? And everyone mm. was like, Aaron's with us, Aaron's with us. But yeah. I think like and I was and I kind of let it go too, because I think the big reason was like every week prior to that, we had doubted Aaron. And every week prior to that, she had been with us. And especially after, like, the Ben bomb, like, it's not shown kind of in this episode, but, like, the ramifications of that and kind of, like, like how people felt about that was still ongoing. So the idea of, like, even lying to Aaron, like, I felt really bad about. Like, I feel like had it been for a million dollars, like, yeah, I would have kept the vote on Cassie. But, and I would have, like, pushed that with my alliance. But I think I, like, um, I just, like, felt too bad to do that to her, to, like, lie to her. And clearly, like, I, that's a hindsight thing that I clearly made a mistake about. Like, I feel like she wasn't with us and we should have realized that. But I think, like, in the moment, I just felt too bad lying to her. 
Yeah. yeah. She paid for dinner. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and she brought a thing. Patty cake. She came to my house and we played like a, a long game of Monopoly. Like, played patty cake and stuff too. So yeah. Mm-hmm. She definitely like played like that, her position well. Did she cook you any burgers? She didn't cook me burgers. Maybe <laughs> oh, I should be glad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sure, I'm sure she's a great cook. <laughs> So like, everybody is off nights. It's okay. <laughs> everybody is off nights. Yeah, she's probably better than me, so I can't judge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you've watched like all these really intense moments, like the rock draw and the Ben bomb. Like, what's it been like to like rewatch all these things two years later, and like see everybody's perspective and like see all the comments? Like, what's it all like? It's been so fun. Like I, I've loved watching it back, and especially like the good thing about it being like two years later like this is that I feel like you can enjoy it as just like good television as opposed to being like, Oh, I wish they included this confession or like they didn't show this. Like I feel like I can just kind of enjoy it. And it's been like mostly fun. I would say to like read the comments and hear what people think. And um, I've listened to your podcast a couple of times into this other fan made podcast a couple of times. So I've loved like, um, I don't know. I just like loved hearing it. It's kind of like, Especially, I think, during, like, early quarantine, I got very nostalgic. Like, right when I got back from Peace Corps and I had nothing going on, I got very, like, nostalgic for, like, college. And I was thinking back on Survivor more. Um, and so it's been, like, really fun to see it all come to life. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> so. Kind of- oh, go go for it. You go, Sarah. No, no, no. I was about to ask another question. Go for it. I was really just going to be, like, I feel like I, I feel like I say this like every podcast, but I, I do think it's cool that it's kind of like a time capsule in the past. It's yeah, like definitely. A snapshot of like this little season of college and of life that was just like all a whole bunch of it was filmed, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah how many people can say that they've had like hours of their life like on YouTube that they can watch like even like ten years from now? Like, can you imagine coming back yeah. to this? Like, it's already kind of weird and nostalgic two years on. Like. I'm just imagining myself watching season two over and over again, like 20 years. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Showing it to my kids. Like, yeah. you want to know what it was like when I was in college? Like, yeah. watch this. You can see what all the music yeah. choices were. You can see what the fashion was. You can so see what like, you looked like. So much know. better than Survivor 80. That's on now, <laughs> gosh. Good old days. Before Robo Jeff Probst. <laughs> And then they'll have extinction, no, extinction, yeah, extinction. They'll be like island. 120 Jeff Probst, and I'll still have like the Botox and he'll have Yeah, he'll still look exactly the same. Yeah. All right. My question. At the, actually, okay. Let me know if you've already like talked about this a little bit. But at this point in the game, when you've been voted out, Disregarding everything that you know happens in the future, who do you think is playing the best game? Who's still in? Okay. I thought, I genuinely think I thought that Will was playing the best game. Mm-hmm. And I think there's probably people, like, I don't know, people disagree with me on that. But um, I thought, like, one thing that I really value, I think, in a survivor player is just, like, knowing what's going on. Like, I think. I think if you are somebody who knew what was going on the whole game, then you're a great player. And I think Will did that really well. Like, I think he definitely, like, did. I mean, like, obviously, he didn't know I was getting voted out, I guess. But, like, before that, he seemed like he did know what was going on. Like, he was on the right side of most votes. He was in control of a lot of stuff. He had relationships with a lot of people. And I think people maybe perceived him as, like, a bit chaotic. 
but that never really changed his position in the game. So I don't know. I think he was playing a really good game. Yeah. I also like obviously had a front row seat to his game, and so I think that's probably why. But I mean, yeah. Will has voted correctly every tribal council except for yeah. remember you voted off up until now. Yeah, yeah. This so is the first one. And I think that's like that's what I think like I think that's what carries the most weight for me, kind of. Yeah, that that's interesting. Sense. So what do you think about someone like Mallory who voted correctly every time, but also didn't really know a lot of like kind of the really in-depth strategies that were going on? Well, I mean, I think the strategy aspect is important too. Like I think I guess I'm I'm conflating kind of like having the strategy and using it to the part like using it to the point where you can like be on the right side of every vote and like be in control of those votes like not always like not necessarily like being the one who just like votes because that's what your alliance is doing but kind of being in charge of the vote too yeah like having like some sort of like control like knowing what's going on but also having some control like the direction of the game yeah that's kind of where i'm going on i think yeah that makes sense it's like do you have any any more like thoughts from the uh that rocks tribal from rocks tribal um like, what was it like watching know. that? Was it was it painful reliving that whole thing and like seeing was, Andrew draw the rock and? Um, I don't think it was painful necessarily. I mean, I guess it was kind of painful. I can't even remember honestly. Um, I feel like it was the thing about. I think the thing that was I was most excited or maybe like dreadful even about was like after that rocks tribal, everybody's stories of the night were different. Like everybody told how that night went differently. And I was just like genuinely curious to see if the way that I remembered it was the way that it actually happened. And so I remember like right before, like when I was watching it back, I was with like my whole family and I was like, I'm very nervous. And they're like, why are you nervous? I'm like, cause I don't know how this is gonna go. <laughs> if I say something horrible, I don't know. Um, so, but I think it, like, I think it like, I think it was fine. I know that um, Cassie and Chloe have gotten a lot of hate for it, but I think they're both lovely people. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I think it's, again, it's kind of like a good TV type of situ- situation. Definitely. I think that the comment section has calmed down in recent weeks. As people yeah. kind of just like realize, realize this is just like, you know, is the show edited to, for people to be characters that isn't who they yeah. actually are? Like, yeah. Obviously, I mean, you you filmed a lot of stuff. You you'd obviously can attest to the fact that like only a very small fraction of what you end yeah. up filming actually makes the episode, just because sure. everyone submits hours per week, and you can only really put in a few minutes of each person. Yeah, yeah. I also think like watching it back or just like reflecting on it, like for like two years later or whatever, I even like see things differently. Like when I think back on the fact that like Cassie started Survivor before, or Jesse too, I guess started Survivor before they started college. That's like mind blowing to me. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I have a lot more like, I mean, I didn't really know Jesse too well. And I feel like Cassie definitely like kind of got the butt end of the stick a couple of times. But I like, I feel like I have so much respect for them now. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't just, imagine that being your first like social interaction I know, in college. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they're traumatized. Pretty well adjusted <laughs> for being like freshmen. That yep. for yeah. Both much being, they're both very busy. Very <laughs> busy. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, do we ever talk about that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Uh the fact that they 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 both had really busy lives. You think about it, like they did. Cassie was working a lot, and then Jesse was doing rowing and glee club and tennis. Like yeah. that's, and neither of them ever apologized for it. 
Call back. First season. Call, yeah, call back to Jess from season yeah. one. For those who know. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, That's another thing. I, I never actually interacted with Jessie during the game. And so watching back her confessionals, they're so freaking funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, who is like, I guess you kind of already touched on that. But like, what people did you enjoy watching? Did you really enjoy watching that you didn't like? that were like unexpected where really. like you're like whoa like that that person's way funnier than i knew like yeah um who did i who do i have? um a lot of people i feel like i feel like everyone's been really funny in their confessionals i didn't realize like people were being funny i would have tried to have been funnier <laughs> but, um i think dylan's are so funny like when he goes like didn't he have one the other day that was like this island life is so hard like i need fire <laughs> yeah um, penguins are flying one that's so funny but i guess it's dylan so it's not a surprise but like um Jessie's have been super, like Jessie's little board thing. I know everyone loves her little like little board thing that has little notes on it, whatever it is. Yeah, those have been super funny. Um, I don't know. I've enjoyed like whales are always like super chaotic, like because they're hysterical. <laughs> um, everyone, everyone did a good job. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Will Will like he has this little this look in his eyes for half of his confessionals. Where yeah. He just, uh, so great. My favorite thing to watch back, um, I, this was what I was actually, this is legitimately what I was most excited. I was excited for two things. And one was to see everybody running around in onesies. I was so excited for that. <laughs> and I was, and then randomly, I was really excited to see my face when I was voted out. I just kind of wanted to see what my face looked like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if I was like, if I was really angry or like, I don't know. Um, and the onesies one definitely lived up to the hype. Did you look at your face you, live yeah. up to the hype? I wasn't making that much of a face. I was <laughs> I was expecting myself to have been making more of a face, and I think I was just kind of like straight faced. I don't know. Like, I think I like when when Aaron played her idol, I kind of knew my fate, and um, so I think I'm just kind of like ah oh, dang, and that's kind of it. You know, next time I'll make more of a face. <laughs> that's kind of how I felt, honestly. Like the same exact way. Like we both went out eighth place. Whoa! We both, oh, yeah. we both went out to like an idol. And it was kind of like, I didn't, I went into that tribal not thinking that I was going to go home. But as soon as the idol was played, I was like, I'm a goner. Like, that's it. Yeah. Like, game exactly. over. And I feel like you had the same, like. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. But I can say Cooper didn't actually light or snuff my torch. He used, he held a lighter behind the torch and Whoa. just lit the lighter and then unlit the lighter. So my torch was never actually lit. So maybe I'm secretly still in the game. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Maybe that's a sign. Yeah, yeah. foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, what is it called? Edge of Extinction. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. Oops. Well, come on, not talk about that. <laughs> come on. No one's gonna expect Richard to come back. No. <laughs> Richard, honestly, everybody in the game, I think Richard left the biggest impact. <laughs> yes. But like, people were talking about Richard all the way till like the last day. Really? So, yeah. Like oh. in the fence email even said like this like hashtag Richard. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was like Matt Richard. That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean he did kind of like contribute to this war between Savu Savu and Tafiti that like lasted the you know, all the way up until now. I mean this la- this yeah. tribal was like three Savu Savus plus yeah. Will versus three Tafitis plus Aaron. Like it's always been this war between Savu Savu and Tafiti with like Tormenta kind of like flip flopping back and yeah. forth. One last question we always like to ask mm-hmm. is um, like, what did you get out of the whole experience? Like, what did you learn from it? What did you take away from it? 
Yeah. Um, like, what did I learn from it? I would say, like, one of the most interesting things about Survivor and playing Survivor, especially in college, is, like, the fact that you're in this very, like, kill or be killed kind of world, but you're also kind of among your normal life and among people who've, like, become your friends. And, like, within this kind of, like, I guess, like, kill or be killed type situation, it's it was really interesting, I feel like, to see how I reacted to that, like, both, like, from a personal perspective and from like a strategic perspective like how I interacted kind of in that environment because it's so like not a situation that you would normally be in like it's so not normal for like people you know to be like scheming behind your back um and so I thought it was just like super interesting to like learn how I don't know like I like like worked my hair around that kind of and like there's times where I was did it well and there's times when I didn't I guess but like it was just interesting, I feel like, to learn how I reacted to those situations. I feel like it brings about, like, a certain sense of self-awareness. I don't know. I told my sister the other day, or, like, last year, really, but, like, I told her she should play, like, season whatever it was at the time. And she was like, why would I ever want to be in a situation where, like, people are scheming about me behind my back? Like, that sounds like my worst nightmare. And I was like, well, I guess it kind of is, but it's also really fun. So I don't know. Yeah, it helps you, <laughs> like, really grow. Answer, but yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> You definitely learn a lot about yourself, like, yeah. when you kind of had to be tested like that, you know? Yeah. Like, you're just put in a situation that you've never been in, so it's just kind of interesting to see how you react to new situations. Um, so, yeah. I guess, yeah. Is that growth? I guess that is kind of growth. Yeah. No, I like yeah. that. It's awesome. Yeah. Did you get to fulfill uh, a lot of your Survivor bucket list when you played? I did. I didn't win on the immunity challenge. I had the immunity necklace, I guess. I honestly forgot about that until I watched that back. Um, that was kind of funny that Emily gave that necklace to me. But oh, yeah. hopefully I get to go on CBS Survivor one day and win an actual immunity of my own. But the idol, oh, that was amazing. like, that fulfilled a dream. There was like an earlier oh, yeah. challenge that I like, that I like, I beat like, I don't know, like I won it for my tribe. And that was yep. like such a great moment for me. I remember <laughs> I never that. played like, yeah, I never played like, team competitive sports like that and so like to be that person was like wow this is a great feeling maybe I should have played more when I was younger <laughs> yeah. yeah I remember you were in the question you were just like in the survivor music playing in the background yeah. and I had like the victory music playing and everyone's like enveloping you in this big Abu Sabu like one of those oh, kind of, yeah. like, that was oh, a great please, survivor don't. moment oh, <laughs> and what, what did what did crowd say is like Girls got the clutch factor. Oh, yeah. That was nice. <laughs> I did love that. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun Girls to watch back. That clutch. was also funny because I, I, there's certain things that I forgot, like, but then watching it back that I remembered, like, I went up against Dylan at one point and I forgot that I like, literally held his arm during the challenge. And I was like, no, you just can't use this arm. And I like held it. Like, I, we were practically holding hands for a bit. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Well, so great to have you on here, Lisa. Awesome to, yeah, just get your insight and hear what you've been doing. Yeah, it was great to hear your lovely voices and hear what you guys have been doing. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Yeah, Lisa. thanks for having me. Gosh, I, I really hope we get joy. to see you on some sort of Survivor again in the future. I know yeah. I personally would love it. Yeah, I would love that, Jack. Do you think we'd be allies if we were if if it ever happened? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Depends how things shake out. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay. Lovely speaking with you. All right. Bye. Goodbye. Stay safe. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. So great to hear from Elisa. So sad to see her go. Gone before her time. Oh, definitely. I know. Definitely a lot of winter picks. Yeah. I think. Everybody loved her. I mean, like, she had such a just like great energy and all for confessional. She was funny without like trying too hard to be funny. Like, she said in her thing that, like, oh, I wish I was funnier, but I, I feel like she was pretty funny. She was throughout funny. The whole show. And just very nice. Yeah. Very, yeah. Even in her confessionals, which is hard to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I felt like you could always tell that, like, it didn't seem like Aliza was playing a character. Like, that was just like Aliza. Like, yeah. Aliza in the specials was Aliza. Exactly. She's very well-spoken, too. Yeah, very well-spoken. Yeah. She had a great mind for the game. And, like, yeah. I-, I think she just... It was just so hard for her to manage her threat level. I think that was just the big thing with her game. And it was just hard because she was put into, like, these situations early on where she had to show her threat level. Yeah. So can't well, she- really fault her. She really played well when she was, like, playing from the bottom. And I feel like she was on the bottom so long that by the time she got into a power position, it was, like, she didn't really have that much experience playing like that, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And then that whole demerge situation really hurt her, took yeah. away some of her numbers. She probably trusted Will's word a little bit too much at the final eight while trusting Aaron. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just tough. You know, I, I think that she was going to have a hard time making it to the end no matter what. But props to her for being in Alliance of Four, where all three yeah. of them wanted to take her to the end. Yeah, they all loved her. Yeah. She really just needed that one more person on her side, and I feel like yeah. she would have been pretty set. Yeah, I mean, like, in a world where, like, somebody on her side gets the idol or, that Aaron has, you know, or Aaron had, yeah. like, it could be very different. Well, in a world without the demerge mm-hmm. so side was in a good spot even if even if she just has emily b still in the game at this yeah. point she would be really set it's just uh having that four four really hurt and then like once there's that four four i feel like sabu sabu was just like so close to each other it was gonna be pretty impossible to get anybody else to want to join their mm-hmm. side exactly like we kind of talked about like austin's whole thing when he talked with brady where he was like Mm, I feel like I want to work with like Will, Devin, and Aliza next week. And Dylan's yeah. like, oh, oh, all right. <laughs> so I, I feel like at this point, Shabu Sabu just had such a reputation of being so close. And Aliza was kind of like the leader of Shabu Sabu that she was just always going to be a target. But yeah, in some ways, Jack, I, I, I think I said this earlier, her game definitely reminded me of like your game in some ways mm-hmm. of just like, someone that like had a really strong pre-merge and have like a lot of good relationships and was really well liked by everybody. But as soon as like she got to this point in the post-merge um, where she just had this really big threat level and wasn't really able to like yeah, kind of shake yeah, that. Yeah. Wasn't able to manage it. Yeah. Like, she was not able to manage it. it. Yeah. Guys, it all comes down to Midge. Like it's all about yeah. managing. It is all about managing. That's the, that's, that's what Survivor is all about. True. So shall we place Lisa on the eighth place Ooh. rankings? It's gonna be tough. We got one of our own. 
Oh man. Let's see. So I think we had Sam, Aliza, and Akshay. Yeah. That's a tough one. That's like a intense one. I'm gonna put. Honestly, I think like all three are very strong players. I would probably put Sam first, then Aliza, then Akshay. That's like my initial gut feeling. And you know, we gotta go with our gut. Mm-hmm. Gotta go with the gut. Uh, I definitely, I definitely think that the me and Aliza one is one. I mean, you don't have to just like. I mean, maybe, I mean, I don't know. You don't have to just like say that I'm the number one just because I'm here. Because I definitely Actually, feel like it's know. up for debate, Aliza. I don't know. Aliza is, she's just such a good social and strategic yeah. player. I would, yeah. But so are you. I, I feel like you guys were both in a position where if you came out on top of like the final eight vote, you were in a really good position to get to the end. Yeah. Like like you were just saying, like she was with three people who like really wanted to take her to the end, and I feel like you guys both just kind of came up on the wrong side of that final eight. You know, idle people flipping, et cetera, et cetera. That like, yeah, it was I a really know. similar way we both went out. Yeah, I a part of me is thinking that like, I don't know if I ever had as much if I ever pulled off a move in season two that was as good as Lisa's moves. Uh, I like the Kevin vote. The Kevin, oh, the Kevin vote. I was a part of that, but it wasn't like I pulled off by myself. Whereas yeah. Lisa with like her Sarah thing, like. I never, that was one of the best moves I've seen like so far in Survivor. Mm-hmm. Like, at least like this whole season, I think it's one of the best ones. Like, but. Yeah, but. Uh, and also, well, that's kind of like what we were talking about earlier a little bit is that like it's almost like too good that it's a detriment to do that. So, yeah. Early. Like, I don't know. I think Aliza also, though, she had more people who were loyal to her. Yeah. I, I had like. You know, a certain. You know, I had people that were loyal to me to some extent, but I didn't have three people who all wanted me in the final three yeah. of them. Aliza had Emily B, who wanted her in the final three. She had Will. She had Devin. She had Austin. Um, I really, I had different people who I was aligned with. Like I was aligned with you guys, but I voted mm-hmm. off Abby, who wanted, who would have like been loyal to me. Mm-hmm. At least I never voted off someone who was directly loyal to her. Yeah. Like, I think that was a mistake for me, was voting off Abby. Do you think it's because, like, she, they were so at the bottom in the beginning that they were really bonded by that? Whereas, like, mm-hmm. we were at the top, I feel like. Yeah. Most of it, and we had a lot of options. It's a very different game than what Elisa had to play. Like, I wasn't backed into corners all the time like Elisa was. Mm-hmm. But, like, when she was backed into corners, she really proved herself. Whereas in season two... I feel like I kind of was in a good position and didn't necessarily have to like pull off these crazy moves. Other than the Kevin one, which I I want to give equal credit to like me, Sarah, Maggie, and Abby. I feel like we all played a part in that move, you know. Mm-hmm. We were a well-oiled machine that week. We really were. We worked together really well. And also, I want to say at the merge, I think that I wasn't necessarily leading that alliance. Like I feel like if anything, like Sarah had the most power in that alliance, or Sarah or both of you guys did. Whereas, like, I didn't really have as much connection with Cerulean as the two of you did. But comparing that to Innovatrium, I feel like Will and Elisa were kind of like the center of their alliance. Where, yeah. like, Will kind of had control over the Tormented people, and Elisa kind of had, like, the Savu Savu people. Or, like, I don't know. I, 
I'll have to say, I just think that I think Aliza, I would probably edge her out over me. But I, I don't it's know. Like Maybe really I'm close for me. Honestly, it's like yeah. a tie. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to cop out and say a tie. I feel like, I feel like, Jack, it's you're, also the, you're just the like, tiebreaker. Like, so I guess. Maybe like imagine if Aliza played in Sam's spot in season two and Sam played in yeah. Aliza's spot. Yeah. It was just a different like scenarios. It's so different. Like I think Aliza also would have blended with us well. We would have wanted her in our alliance. Yeah. And then you probably would have done pretty well from the bottom. I just feel like based on like the fact that Elise was able to make like these connections like so hard. Like you see like when she gets voted out, like Austin's like putting his buff out. Like people are like so pissed. Like I don't know. I just feel like by the time that you got to a similar point in season two, you would didn't have as strong of connections. Yeah. You know? So I I kinda I, I, I might have to give it to Elisa here, Sam. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I would I would agree. I mean, think about this way too. Aliza was seen as the biggest threat to win at a lot of points in this game. I don't think I ever was seen as the biggest no, threat. No, you were you were tied for being the biggest. Yeah, you were. I guess I guess I was. I don't know. I had I but the narrative I don't know, you you, you played was, you played very well. It's all right. It's just it's it's very close, but I, I I'm okay with giving I would probably agree with putting giving the edge to Aliza. Mm-hmm. Even though we can like debate it from a lot of different angles, yeah. I don't know. I I think that like the tiebreaker too is that Lisa found an idol. I never could find an idol. Yeah, true. So I get for that. All right. Well, I like to have Lisa over Sam, and then third Akshay. Don't want to discount Akshay. Like, I think he just like in his season. Was not as much of a social player as you two. Mm-hmm. He definitely made a pretty bad move that hurt his game. Yeah. Whereas I, I don't didn't see me or Lisa make bad moves until like the weeks we were voted off, which yeah. were more like questionable moves than bad moves. So, yeah. All right, guys. Cool. cool. I'm like hungry. all right. Yeah, thanks for stay tuned next week, guys. We'll have some more great content coming your way. Oh uh, yeah, another awesome episode. Gosh, what a good season. It's been so fun talking to you guys through all this. I know. Talking through all these with all these people, all these smiling faces I haven't seen in a while. We only have three episodes left. We're really ah. getting to nitty gritty here. Ah. Crazy. You sound like a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys later. Bye.